where we are, whether it is in education, um, uh, whether it's in politics, whether it's in sport, arts, entertainment, it doesn't matter where we work at or where God has given us grace to function in, there where we are, we have the ability to serve, but the serving part is really connected to a greater part that we sometimes misunderstand. Um, and, and, and God did not just call us uh, to follow uh, the culture or um, the system of the world in our service, but he really called us to dispel darkness in our service and bring light where darkness is. That is the original purpose that he created mankind for. Uh, I always like to ask the question, when we're talking about uh, that we are called to serve, what are we talking about? And we must discover that to serve is connected to the purpose of God. All of humanity, humanity has, a, I believe, an inherent power to serve. Humanity is created in such a way through Adam, it has such an inherent power to serve. If you look at uh, where I come from, South Africa, and as I'm now speaking from the Netherlands, but I, I live in the Netherlands, I'm married in the Netherlands, but my original nation, where I come from, my place of birth is South Africa. And as I come from South Africa, I, I've learned a very powerful principle through a person called Nelson Mandela, who had the ability to be what people would call a, cert, a servant leader, meaning Nelson Mandela saw the need that emancipation and freedom and liberation must come to his people. And therefore, he laid his life on the line, a sacrificial, a, a sacrificial uh, type of uh, love that he has given to his people to lay his life on the line to fight for justice. And in that fighting for justice, he ended up in prison for 27 years. And then he exits prison, leave his past behind, his bitterness, everything behind, exit and come forth and become the president of South Africa. And then start, and he says a very interesting thing. He says, I didn't come as a prophet, but I come as one to serve you. And in that time that he is serving the nation, he brings the nation together. Uh, he brings them together as one. And um, that was the whole purpose of what he wants to although the nation um, that has not fully realized. But that was the vision to bring forth a rainbow nation. That's why South Africa is a rainbow nation of different ethnicities. And, but Nelson Mandela wanted them all to come together. And so in this, we see that there's an uh, inherent power. There is the, the ability to serve in each human being. Uh, and, and God has created us that way, to serve and to be called to serve. As Nelson Mandela served the purpose for which he was created, he, he made such an impact upon history that even today and for the next generations, he will be spoken about because he understood how to be excellent in what he has to do. He understood that there is self-sacrificing 
connected to his serving. And then there is the moving of his heart towards justice in order to serve his people. Each one of us in this world has that ability. And even we who are God's children has the ability to serve with power and with excellence in the kingdom of God. When we talk about serving, we're talking about serving in the kingdom of God. And if, if, if humanity has an inherent power or a, in a, let me say inherent ability to serve and to make history and to change the course of history, then you and me who are children of the kingdom that has come out of darkness and come into the light of Christ has the power then to dispel darkness as we go about serving. Because we go about serving with a different uh, a mentality and with a different objective in front of us. Our serving has to do with the dispelling of darkness. We, we, we have to do with the dispelling of darkness and bringing the revelation of Christ or Christ's light within a specific place. And as we can see this, that, that, that as I said just now, serving is for everybody. But even business leaders and entrepreneurs, they know how to serve. And, and as they are serving people, you know money begins to work for them. And so we have a call uh, from God also in this time to serve as sons of God. Every son of God, every child of God is called to serve. Look at Genesis 2 verses 5. And let me just read it to you. It says, now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. You see, when God has sent the rain, but there was no man, there was no human being, there was no male or female to really cultivate the ground. That would cultivate means to serve or to work. So there was nobody that was able to serve or to work the ground. It means that God will not do anything in the earth without the partnership and the cooperation of his people. He won't do anything in the earth, listen to this, without the cooperation and the partnership of his children. God wants to do everything that he wants to accomplish within the earth. He wants to do through you. So when there was no man, he could not have anybody serve or cultivate the ground. So he had to bring forth a man. He had to bring forth a man. And this we find in Genesis 1 verse 26. He had to bring forth Adam uh, in order to cultivate the ground so that there can be grow, grow. There can be fruitfulness within the ground. There needs to be somebody that can work the ground. Or the word ground is also the word, the word for earth. Somebody needs to work within the earth. Let me say that, that somebody we need to work in the earth. When there's nobody to work in the earth, there is no representation of God. And what God desires to have 
is a representative that is just like him in heaven upon the earth that can do his business within the earth, that can serve his purpose, his design, and what he originally intended for humanity, that it would, would come through his people within the earth. So God, when there was no man, God created a man, and he created that man, Adam, to be his representative. With that, he gave that man authority. He gave that man a, a mandate to have dominion in the earth. Now, let me tell you something. That serving to serve is, is connected to dominion. So when God calls us to serve, he calls us to serve in every area of life, meaning economics, politics, education, uh, um, arts, culture, uh, 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 sports. I said, in every area where you are, God has called you to serve. Serving, God has an idea about serving, and his serving has to do with everyday life. It doesn't have to do with something that we put off in the future. Because if you see that most times your in your the in your interaction is every day with the people that you go to work. When you go to work, okay, when you go into the world, when you go to work, that is where you engage with humanity, with people. And God really sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come to humanity. He sent his son to all the world, to all of humanity, to save, to set humanity free, and to bring them out of darkness into light. You now have the same responsibility as you are called to serve as an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer or, a, or, or somebody that is working in the local government. And at what level you are working or you're just working, uh, you, what level, it doesn't matter where you are, you are called to serve there. And you are called to serve to bring the light of God's kingdom there. So each one of us are called to serve. When we look at serving, we look at ministry. We look at the, the ministry of serving. <laughs> ministry is serving. Whenever we look at ministry, we are called to serve in ministry. Now in Genesis 26 verses 14, as we look at Isaac's life, let's just read it quickly. And let me take you down this journey into discovering how we as sons of God are called to serve in every area of life to bring the kingdom of God and the expression of the kingdom. The kingdom meaning God's rulership, God's reign, God's right to govern. God has given us, as he has given to Adam, the mandate to have dominion and have fruitfulness, to bring, to subdue the earth. That mandate is given to us. Each in the, we carry the mandate to have dominion in the earth. That means having rulership. Uh, God has given us the right to have rulership. And as sons of God and as children of God, we have the right to have rulership. 
Now in Genesis 26 verse 14, this is where Isaac is expressing the kingdom. He is not just in this land called Gera where there is famine, there's all sorts of problem, economical problems, social problems. The people has problem with water shortages in this country. Uh, they don't know where to find water. And Isaac comes on the scene. God tells Isaac to stay within the land. And we read that Isaac had possessions of flocks and possessions of herd. And he had a great number of servants. And the Philistines envied him. So as Isaac is sent within this specific place that we would say today is the world where he's sending us to is our everyday life where we engage as we go into the world where he's sending us to every day Isaac now has a problem because he's experiencing uh, increasing prosperity in the midst of this people God is signing his favor on him and as we discover Isaac now increase in servants, he increase in the number of servants, or as the Bible said, the store of servants. So he's increasing, his household is increasing, and they're becoming more and more. And the Philistines begins to envy him, and they also begin to see that he is now growing into a great army. Because even I think Isaac's army became greater than their army. So as Isaac, this was not just Isaac's servants. This became really Isaac's family. And God, when he called Adam, he called Adam to become a family within the earth. He called Adam to be this family that would be that's why he called him to become fruitful, to make more children, to become this family that would really have dominion within the earth, that would really transform the earth. So Adam was given the right to rule and the right to dominion, but it was not just for Adam. It was for the rest of the family that would come through Adam. And so as we look at Isaac, as we go down memory lane, we begin to see Isaac now accumulates within this place. He accumulates and he becomes a powerful people, but he becomes a family. This word servants really means that Isaac has come to a place of service to this country. The people of this country didn't see the value of what Isaac was doing there. Just like certain people don't see the value of what you are doing in that job. Just as certain people don't see the value that you are in that job. But God is about to shine the light on you in that job and where you are serving because he wants to bring forth his rulership. He wants to bring forth his light through you within that specific place. So this people didn't see the, the amazing uh, uh, solutions that Isaac was about to bring. So this work servants was really this people 
was now rising with Isaac. It was not Isaac alone, but it was a community. It was a family that was serving with Isaac. This was, it was there, they were, they were serving in Hera because Hera had these problems with famine. And as it has this problem, Isaac and his family, this group of servants, his family, has the answer to the problem within Hera. They are the answer to the, the, the water shortage within the nation. They have the answer and already provided an answer through the food shortage. When there was a food shortage, Isaac provided the answer. When he planted seed, God gave him a hundredfold harvest. He now provided and see to the food shortage. Now he's going to the water shortage. And let me say, there is no shortage where the children of God is. You have no shortage within your life. Every solution to the problem in your field of service, whether it is, as I said before, whether you are a doctor, whether you are take, whether, whether you are taking out the trash every day, uh, whether you are, are, are working to clean the streets, you have a purpose. There is a purpose to serving there where God wants to be the voice through you in that specific area with the people that you come across. He wants to bring his kingdom there. So he wants you to serve in that specific area. So Isaac addresses two important problems within the nation. But these people are becoming scared. They're becoming scared because Isaac is growing. And let me tell you what Isaac grew in. He, grow, he grew and his household grew in abundance. And they grew in abundance in quantity, size, age, number, rank, and quality. They grew in abundance in quantity, size, age, number, rank, and quality. Let me tell you this. God wants you, as he's sending you forth, as part of his church, as part as a son of God, as a child of God, he's sending you forth to go in abundance. Okay? God has given you abundance to be the answer to current problems in the place where you are called to serve. Now, you are not just called to serve in the church. You are called to serve where God has placed you in your career and in your workplace. You are called to serve there because God, God did not come to place you in the church. He came to bring you as an expression of his church. So every morning when you wake up, you are the expression of his church. You are not the, the church, but you are the ex, a member of the body. You are an expression of his church, which is expressing his kingdom in the place that you go to every morning. That's why the kingdom of God has to do with everyday life. The church has to do with you going to the activity. Let me say you go to 
you, you do not actually go to church, but the building where you gather in as where the church is gathering, that is only Sunday. So where you serve happens from Monday to Saturday. Sunday, you are being equipped for Monday to Saturday. <laughs> so you are spending Monday to Saturday within the world. This must be your most active and this must be your most, uh, uh, um, your most active, but also your most influential and your most transformed days. So we must actually, in the church, activate you, develop you for the world. The world that we are talking about here is called the word in the word when the Bible says, that when the Bible talks about the world in certain instances, but in this instance, context that we are talking about, it speaks of the cosmos. The cosmos, cosmos is a Greek word that means the arrangement. It means the arrangement of things. It means systems. It means where you go Monday to Friday. Now, that system where you go into, that is where the enemy rules. It is that system in where the enemy has authority. It is where in politics where the enemy ever thought rules. It's in economics. It's in, it is in the business sector. It is in every sector there the enemy is ruling. If you're looking at your TV or your television screen, you can see the enemy ruling. Even through our media, the enemy is ruling because media lies a lot to us. And, and the father of lies is promoted sometimes through media. And so even there... Every day as we switch on the TV, lies are attracted to us. Not everything is, but lies. Most of the time, lies comes through news. Lies comes through many factors of the, of the media. And so it is in those places where God wants to bring his order and wants to bring his righteousness. And so he is releasing his sons to rule there, to rule in those places. So God has not called us as his church, as his sons, as his children, to be removing ourselves from church like the monks. He did not call us to be separated from the world, sorry, from the world. He didn't call us as the church to be separated from the world, to be separated from where darkness is. He wants to set us within darkness. That is why he placed Isaac within the darkness, in the midst of the Philistines in the midst of idolatrous community, in the midst of people serving other gods, in the midst of people not talking your language. They don't talk Christianese. They don't talk Chechenese. God places you there so that you can be the answer to solutions, so that you can be the answer and bring answers to the problems in humanity. Because God so loved all of humanity. And you are to be express the express image of the Father's love. And I want to read you something that I wrote before I continue um, about this. I said, the undiscovered beauty of God's fatherhood is what leaves the church 
and society paralyzed because people have not discovered the undiscovered beauty and love of God's fatherhood. And so you must be the expression of the beauty, the undiscovered beauty and love of God's fatherhood within the place where you serve. Hope you have that. <laughs> so in church, people, we were raised up only to serve in church. We were only raised up to work in church. Everything went about Sunday working in church. But God has called us beyond that. As we see with Isaac, as he, as he went in and he began to absolutely deal with two problems. Shortage of food, shortage of water. This is what we, we have. We don't have a shortage to food and to water. We have the word of God, which is the bread of life, Jesus Christ, that we have to offer to the world. He also, Jesus always also said, those who thirst must come to me if they are thirsty. So you carry bread and water within you that can be quenchable to the thirst and quenchable to the hunger of the people where you are serving. You are called to transform from Monday to Saturday people's lives where you are at. It doesn't matter where, where you are serving. Because service is connected to work. Service is connected to work. And work is a beautiful thing. It's a blessing and a calling of God. The problem is we don't see work as a calling and a blessing of God. We don't see career as a calling and a blessing of God. People have put career to the side. So now you'll find people go when they are Christian, they go into the, the world now and they have their career, and then they just serve their career and everything. They don't worry about representing God within their career. They don't care about it because they have not been given the tools how to become the, the voice of God within in, in, in their specific uh, place where they serve. But, but listen to the scripture in Ephesians 4 verses 11. And he gave himself to be apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he called saints. Every fivefold ministry is given to perfect you for the work of the ministry. That word work in this is to do with business. It has to do with employment. It is where you are employed. Where are you employed? Even if you have your own company, where are you employed? The work of the ministry takes place where you are employed. It is not just in church. There are people given in church to equip us, to equip us for business and employment. That's why Jesus, when he came, he said, I am about my father's business. I have been employed 
to do a certain work. My work is to destroy the to destroy the powers of darkness, to destroy the works of the evil one. So, so the, the devil is also doing work. His work, the, the devil's work is within the world. He's working within the world. He's working within. He's, he's throwing seeds into the mentalities. He's, 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 he's creating innovative things within the world to attract people to submit under his order, to submit under his superficial arrangements, to submit under his, under his corrupt arrangement. But when Jesus comes, Jesus comes to destroy the works of the evil one. And that is a ministry we have entered in. We have a ministry to the world to destroy the works of the evil one. All the corrupt works of the evil one. So your business, your employment, your, your occupation, your service, your ministering is to execute the commands of God to others. It is not to be in church. It is not to, 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 to just dance around in the circle on a nice song or to lift your hands in worship. You are equipped for business in your employment to do the business of the Father, to bring his undiscovered beauty to those who don't know him. And to bring them and raise them up in the faith. So men, male and female, God then created in his image and in his likeness. You carry the image and the likeness of God. And therefore, God has given you dominion, not over mankind. God never gave us dominion to rule over people. Gave us dominion to execute his rulership. What is it? His kingdom. He says that his kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we bring righteousness, we bring peace, and we bring joy when we serve God in our employment. Or when we have a business the people that engage with us in our business will begin to in, will begin to see employment. If you look in in in, in countries where predominantly uh, Muslims go, they open up business, and uh, through that business, you become a friend of them, and through the friendship, more things develop through that friendship. And later on, they open up a string of businesses in that place. And you become their customer. And they further then the agenda of what they believe they are called to. When God calls us, he called us to represent his kingdom. He never called us to represent the church. The church and the kingdom is not the same thing. So he called us the church. What, what is the church? The church means that Jesus used is called the ecclesia. It is a called out group of people that executes, that executes the assignment and the agenda of God 
within the world. Let, let, let me give you a little bit of understanding as I'm closing on this. The ecclesia means assembly. It means called out ones. It means a congregation. It means a body of citizens, meaning citizens that belongs to God's kingdom. <laughs> they, this body of citizens are gathered together to, di to discuss the affairs of state. So what, what, what affairs are we called to discuss in order to execute it? We are called, just as Jesus says, to execute the Father's business. That business is to bring righteousness, peace, and joy. Because we, the kingdom, is not something that is manifested naturally. So, the kingdom, the Bible says, is within us. The kingdom is within us. It is a spiritual reality that works in the hearts of men and works from the inside outwardly. The more that you discover that the kingdom is in you, that this rulership of God is living on the inside of you, and this rulership of God, this authority, this reign of God that is living on the inside of you, that no devil has the power to override the rule and the reign that exists in you, that you have now received an unmovable, unshakable kingdom on the inside of you, that when that kingdom is manifested through you, this rulership, this government, this authority, this power, because the Bible says this kingdom is not of this world. This kingdom is not meat and drink. The kingdom is of power. When this power operates through you in the place where you are employed, in, in your business, in every area of life, economics, politics, education, when it begins to be demonstrated, nothing in that dark place can resist it. You are only resisted when you are manifesting the kingdom. Listen to me. You are only resisted when you are beginning to manifest the kingdom because the Bible says that God even, that we are now transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son or into the kingdom of light. So let me continue. Let's, let's read Matthew 13, verses 37. Let me make a couple of things, uh, just put it out there. And he said, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man, and the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the evil one. So God, Jesus Christ, is the son of man. So when he died as a seed, he says he, he, he went down as a seed. But he says a seed doesn't abide alone. It brings forth many other seeds or many other. It brings forth fruit. Let me say it brings forth fruit. So he brought forth, when he went forth, he sowed also seed. One of the seed 
that the, the son of man has sown is the sons of the kingdom. You have been sown as a seed within the world. Why have you been sown as a seed? A seed do not remain as a seed. But as the seed begins to germinate, the seed begins to bring forth fruit. This fruit is that you begin to bring forth the characteristics of Christ within the place of employment and within the place of business where you are from Monday to Saturday, you begin to produce the characteristics of the kingdom, which some people will say is patience, kindness, love. You begin to produce that within the world. Look, if we are not going to produce the kingdom of God within the place that we occupy from Monday to Saturday, we are actually serving God to only get to heaven. And God has never saved us to get to heaven. God has saved us to change the earth and to change the systems of the world that you enter in from Monday to Saturday. There is a working, there's a work, the works of the evil one that has been dismantled by the power of Christ must be revealed through you. And there must be a complete dismantling of the powers of the evil one within the sector where you are employed or uh, through the business that you carry, where you are called to serve. Now we see that our service is not just as going to work. You are God has already given you a work before the system of the world has created work. <laughs> God has already given you an assignment. In your work is connected the assignment. And within the assignment is connected you, is connected, it is connected the chains that you need to break. So don't be scared. Daniel was sent into Babylon, a place where they worshiped differently, a place where they spoke differently. But the Bible says Daniel was excellent in spirit. In what way God has called you to serve, you must be excellent in spirit because you were called to serve there. You have been given a work, an assignment to serve before Anybody has given you a work. Listen to what he says to Jeremiah in 1 verse 8. He says, Jeremiah, I have called you before you were in your mother's womb. He says, and I have set you aside for a special work. You have been given a special work within the earth. That special work is to be a prophet to the nations. It means you become the mouthpiece of God to the people in the world. You become the mouthpiece of God in your employment. You are excellent in your work ethic. You are excellent in how you operate. You are excellent in your attitude. You are excellent in your behavior. You, 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 you don't come in cranky. You don't come in uh, as, as, as a lousy person. You do your work sloppy. You have an excellent spirit where you serve. You are being talked about 
as how you conduct your work. You are being spoken about at how you serve. If you look at if, if you look at people like Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King Jr., these people had a sacrificial love of serving and they serve with an excellent spirit. They serve with an excellent spirit in the areas where you serve. If you look at Jesus, Jesus says in, 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 in I think it's in Matthew, Matthew 10 verses 45, Mark 10, sorry, Mark 10 verses 45. He says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. So as he served, he executed dominion. Jesus came to serve, but he came to serve with a sacrificial attitude of love. How do you serve within your employment? How do you serve within your business? Are you not the, are you not the earliest? Are you the last are you, are you are you coming are you coming late every day? Do they know you as the late person at the at the job? Do they know you as the person that 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 that, that does work lousy? Do they do how do they know you? The Bible says that Daniel was excellent in spirit in all manner of dreams, in all manner of things. He was excellent in spirit. What are you excellent in? If you are a musician, you must be excellent, not just in playing, in every area of your life. So that people would always want to be with you. They would have to see the characteristics of Christ flowing from your life and you are not there just to be excellent in what you do because that has to do with your destiny what you have to do is to do with your destiny but you have to be excellent in your being meaning the person who you are who christ has created you to be your being you must bring forth christ to dispel darkness because remember all people that have not come to Christ are death, are walking in dead. They are dead to the purposes of God. They are dead to what Christ has given to them. The Bible says that all men has died in Adam, but all men, but you who have come to Christ has been made alive in Christ. So you have to make people alive to the purpose and the reason Christ has called them into existence within the earth. And that is to manifest his kingdom within the earth, his rulership, his reign, and his power within the earth. I don't have more time now to really express more, but I want you to come back for part two as you learn that you are called to serve. Just as Abram, as Isaac, they expressed to serve. Israel was also called to serve. Jesus came to serve. Your service is connected to your dominion. And your dominion is connected to your destiny. As you, as you serve, you are exercised. The dominion will become existent through your life come back for part two next big wednesday thank you for tuning in share this broadcast with somebody be i will be delighted that this may bless somebody 
knowing that Monday to Saturday, they are on their way to execute the business of God in their respective employment or wherever their business is from Monday to Saturday. Let, let me, um, let us continue um, next week further on this discovery of you are called to serve. Bye, see you, have a nice week and love you all the way from the Netherlands. I am not a Netherlands man, but <laughs> I am Amsterdam. Okay, bye, see you.